to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 102, and today we are reviewing the latest A24 film, After Yang. Plus, uh, what else we've been watching, and maybe a Cumberdum segment. You guys might have to watch the trailer that we're going to talk about, but we can discuss it nonetheless. So how you guys doing? I like it. So... I finally made it to the club. I mean, joined the club, the COVID club. I had COVID. Oh, really? I didn't know this news to me. Yeah. Remember, I I had had a cold. I thought it was a cold last weekend. Wasn't cold. It was COVID. Huh. So I lasted like two days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How long I lasted? Weaker strain, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I have all three shots oh yeah true so, true 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 yeah so it was literally i'd never got a fever never got a cough i was congested for like four days lost taste maybe one night maybe i don't know if that was real <laughs> or not but seemed like i lost it for one night so he was hallucinating yeah <laughs> hallucinations <laughs> heart attack no and that was pretty much it and then i felt better after like by day five, I felt like 100%. Well, let me yeah. know when you get it again and you can join the uh, double COVID club. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Kyle, <laughs> the second. Trying to collect them all. Here. <laughs> He's like, so far I got Delta and Omicron. Mm-hmm. Josh, anything so, yeah, with you? Which it, but I also want to say it was like perfect timing because now our trip, I know I won't be sick until then. Mm. Yeah, I was just literally talking about it the other day of like how i how often i don't think about covid now that i got it yeah because like yeah. before as well you always had that little yeah like, I'm like oh, what? I don't well i get... mean there are chances it could be pretty bad right yeah i mean a lot of people get it really hard like but yeah but if you like when you didn't have it you were i always was like oh shit like is it gonna be a like little bit yeah. and then once i had it i'm like okay cool like Done. it's out of the way you know um so i'm yeah. glad i waited my body waited this long to catch it <laughs> yeah i, I Avoided all the more difficult stuff. Yeah. Before the vaccine and the yeah. research and everything. <laughs> it lasted, it took this long for um, me to finally get it. Yeah. So I went to a concert last night. I went and saw mm-hmm. um, Mayday Parades. Ooh. Well, 10 year, but um, it was technically the 11th year of the their self-titled album. So the third one. I, I saw that, that on the poster. It was like it was ten, but it was crossed out and wrote eleven. Is that because of it was was it canceled or COVID, moved from COVID. last year? So I think okay. Yeah, I think the original concert that they were doing in twenty twenty got moved to like twenty twenty one and then that one got pumped. So gotcha. but yeah. Uh so that was like one of my favorite albums like ever. And it's like so one of the that, best pop punk albums ever. Yeah. To see that live was pretty, pretty special last night. So that was quite the quite the night. Got to go to Founders beforehand. Detroit hadn't been there in a minute, mm-hmm. so got. Uh, oh, where was anything this? Anything special there that Velvet. you want to talk about? Um, just try Velvet Rush for the first time mm-hmm. on tap, 
which it was delicious. Yeah, I've had it in bottle, but I also got Chris on the Grubeus Nitro train. Who oh, doesn't yeah. like Grubeus? Well, anyway. <laughs> just because she didn't really like fruited, she doesn't like like fruity sweet beers that much. But I was like, but this is Nitro Grubeus. This <laughs> is one of the few where Nitro. I'm like, yep, yeah, hundred like percent. It. It's like wildly it's like ice better. cream. Yeah. So I got that and then had Fruitwood. They had Fruitwood back out. Oh, that's a good one. So had that as well. And then prior to that, went to Batch Brewing in Detroit, which is also another spot that we've all been to. Yeah. No, what? I don't I'm trying know. to think which. Batch is like a 375 all day long. Oh, I'm thinking of Batch in Toronto is not that good. Oh, no. This one, we. I mean, that's when we went with Nick. We met up with Nick. Yeah. yeah. Outside. Yeah. Real, I mean, they're, none of their beers blow you away, but none of them are bad like they're all very like good to great beers but yeah no, yeah nothing's that's, gonna uh, blow I, you <laughs> exactly i would describe them the exact same way <laughs> so i had a goes uh goza uh like it was like a pomegranate goza that was really good mm-hmm. and then i had a black ipa that was pretty solid as well so um i haven't had them on the episode but i don't they don't distribute because they're pretty small but That'd be, yeah, a, that'd be something in, that we can. I don't think you can find them in cans, right? Unless you buy it from there. No, I don't, no, I don't think they distribute. They do do sixteen ounce growlers though, which is pretty, pretty kind of mm. cool. Sixteen ounce? Yeah, yeah, growlers, not a can. Oh, growlers. Yeah. So they're like these little mini growler <laughs> things. I thought you said growler. I'm nope. Like, yeah, that's just a growler. pretty normal. It's usually thirty two, isn't it? For yeah. Oh, well, sixteen or thirty two. Yeah. But yeah, so that was went to a couple breweries and that was fun. Got to experience a couple places. Chris hadn't been to either of them, so pretty cool cool nothing Anything new with me better than that water there so and i called kyle at 8 30 at night last night uh in the middle of the concert um, like, Quick, I need an answer. like what is it <laughs> <laughs> okay here's a here's an interesting yeah a little yeah tell me the, the full show. story about that. <laughs> like, what's the airspeed okay. velocity of the unleans <laughs> So uh, went to Dublin last night to watch. Uh, well, we started at, there at like three forty-five. We were watching the MSU game, Big Ten tournament, um, and there was a uh, highlight of the night: free Guinness because there was a Guinness distributor there just repping it. Oh, nice! And, um, so that led to us doing Irish car bombs, which is of course uh, Jameson, <laughs> Bailey's, and yeah. Guinness. But the the bar doesn't give you a glass shot glass they give you like a plastic one so we're trying to like mm, bomb so it in our sick, drink yeah. and uh and me and the two guys there's two guys me and Alyssa. and so we're trying to drop them in a drink and we can't she's like no you idiot you have to pour it in and i'm like then it's not a bomb really like i mean yeah technically it, it, it's the same but it's not like the bomb she's like no you always pour it in i'm like no why do you think they call it a blank no. bomb jaeger bomb uh irish car bomb like that's in that's in the title she's like because it doesn't go under i'm like but if this was a proper bar they would give you glass shot glasses and you could yeah. drop it in it and i'm like i'm gonna call josh like every we started a debate with the table next to us also <laughs> and she's <laughs> anyway i was like okay josh has been a bartender for like 10 years i'm gonna call him and see what he says so i called josh and he's like yeah you're supposed to drop it in <laughs> i was like see i told you and i was like i said exact same thing as kyle like then it wouldn't be a bomb it'd just be a fucking yeah it'd just be a cocktail (laughs) yeah Yeah. you'd be mixing a drink it'd be a yeah it's like why even pour it at that point just put it on top of the other stuff when you make the glass so they they gave us these like oversized plastic shot glasses at first and then i guess maybe they ran out of those or whatever but then they switched to slightly smaller ones that are a little bit more dense and they were like the second one that we did we were able to drop it in and do a proper irish car bomb but 
yeah, that just that whole thing started to be. And it was because she <laughs> she bartended there first and they've always had those um, types of glasses. They've never had like proper shot glasses that will fit inside of pint glasses. So hmm. that's just how she learned and how she was always taught it. Interesting. So I guess it didn't, uh, you know, didn't translate to afterwards. I've literally never seen it not dropped in before. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, it would be a Jaeger bomb would literally just be a Jaeger Red Bull if you. Yeah, it exactly. Would be, without right. the bomb part, <laughs> yeah, you drop it into it. You just have to chug it. That's the. Plus, it's just part of the experience because it like foams up a little bit and you're like, oh crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you're just paying for a short cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You're paying full price for a little cocktail. Yeah, what's a fucking, uh, fucking cue from. It's like a chaser. What do we have? A uh, hot rod. That, what does he do? Flame and Dr. Peppers. Oh yeah, flavor that. There's a flavor. There's a flavor. Boom! There's a flavor. There we there go. go. You find it. Right on time. You got, you got way more sounds. Than it's than it's we not. It's not very organized. Thing, so. Yeah, take a take a look over it. <laughs> okay, let's get into our featured beer here, which was Josh's pick. So, Josh, please introduce the I beer. I did. I will. <laughs> that I will. We have here. By Witch's Hat Brewing Company, we have Dames and the Giant Peach. This is a sour ale brewed with peaches, um, or a classified a farmhouse ale or saison on untapped. But the description reads: kettle soured ale brewed with peaches. Ellipses. So many peaches. Originally brewed as an international women's collaboration brew day beer with Fermento Women's Craft Collective and. All the incredible ladies here at the Hat. Cheers to all the strong, creative, passionate, and amazing women that are oh. that make the Michigan beer industry all that so it is. Is this like really new then? Must be for like International Women's Day because that just happened. I don't know because it. I don't know when it was. Ten, <coughs> ten something, two thousand twenty-one. Hmm. Has, but it might have been brewed there yeah. and then released. Interesting. So this is a okay. This is a weird beer I, whether the description is off or what but it's a farmhouse ale saison kettle soured ale but it also contains milk and it's slightly higher yeah, ABV than most uh saisons yeah i don't know like <laughs> yeah it's i don't know it's I mean, hard to pinpoint saisons can top out at a at a decent like saisons are able to get pretty high into the abv range but Yes, able. I mean, this to. Most, most of the ones that you see are not. Yeah. And now I don't want to criticize your pick here or Jacob's pick last week, but come on, look at this can. Well, you can criticize the pick last week. <laughs> the bat, Jacob, you fucked up. The bitch. I know. Should use this I mean, to review the Batman. And it literally says why a bat, and then they have a whole description of why. You know, they the a flying bat. dog <laughs> looked like a bat, and I, but this I just one is you criticize this one is how it tasted. Not my choice. This we can review the Batman. Jacob, what an idiot. Again. Okay, we're gonna switch to the Batman, and this yep. is yeah. um, we'll just <laughs> we'll just cut the segment out and just move yep. them over because it literally t- it tells why a bat, and it tells their entire exactly reason of why they should pick a bat. And, and it Kyle even says a, this was Kyle made. picks a flying dog. Our, that was Jacob. Our bat is that our bat was our guardian in the night, just like Batman. You fucked up, Jacob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it also says vengeance on the side of it. Like it's perfect. 
doesn't say vengeance on <laughs> Don't look for it. It says, this beer was brewed for With the vengeance. Batman. <laughs> for yeah. the Batman starring Robert Pattinson. It says yeah. it on the can. <laughs> if you have a beer podcast, you should use this beer for I looked that. like way too... Where did you get this? Uh, Super liquor. They must have just put this because I literally was there. That's where I got flying dog. Dog. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mine was in reference to My Dogs Are Hungry, which was from Dark Knight, which I was going for a deeper cut. Sorry, you didn't get it. Hmm. Interesting. Jacob likes the deep cuts for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. You ready to try? Oh, I did. I'd say you said 7.4 ABV mm-hmm. or 7.6, which it says on the can 7.4, so a little bit. Yeah, zero eboos. Uh, mm-hmm. 3.93 average, though. 3.93 average. Yeah. Pretty good. Big boy. Pretty, pretty so good. let's crack indoor. Yum. Cheese, you already drank it? I had smells very peachy. Delicious. Yeah, a little bit. Much better than that than the vicious hook beer that was for the Batman episode. Much better. Wow. Mm. This is that is really good. (laughs) This is good. I'm surprised this only has a three nine three. I mean, maybe it's because it tastes too like too much like juice. I mean, this seriously tastes like peach juice. (laughs) It tastes like a yeah. It's as Josh would say, it tastes like peach syrup out of the can yep yep it's exactly i don't know yeah i don't it almost tastes honestly it almost tastes like a champagne yeah like, right mm-hmm. i have yeah, that kind champagne-y of taste for sure yeah no it's mm. excellent Hmm. all right i'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what the what the liquid looks like because i see all these pictures and they're all it's pretty clear some are a little darker than others I'm surprised. Like, I think they just put champagne in a can. Like, this is definitely the contains milk is throwing me off because the pictures are like does pretty not taste like milk. are pretty clear. Like, there I don't get like a milky taste or like lactose taste at all, which I was worried about. Yeah, not a fan of the lactose taste. Yeah, I'm I'm very confused. <laughs> it must be like know. a very small amount. Hmm. It's interesting. Great pick though. Yeah. Turn up. This is a winner. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and check it in. And uh, while you do that, I was going to ask you about Super Liquor. But at my beer shop, have you noticed the transition to um, eco friendly, the can holders? You know how they like yeah. stick in the top? Like, dude, there's so many breweries that have transitioned to it already. It was like one week, I didn't see any of them. And then the next week, I go. And every can is like has the cardboard eco-friendly um, container, not the plastic one. Good. It's just uh, interesting to see. <laughs> but yeah, very good. I'm trying to figure out this whole uh, milk situation here. So they use, so lactobacillus is what they use to a cattle sour, which is found in milk. Mm. So maybe they had to add milk to mm. get the lactose in it to okay. have Makes the sense. souring process. But I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's the other know, thing too. Is I usually don't love kettle sours, but this is uh, this is pretty good. I definitely do. 
and this is delicious. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, that's Dames and the Giant Peach. Sounds like a recommend from all of us. Definitely. Okay, now we're ready to get into our featured review. Yeesh. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we are talking After Yang. After Yang is directed, written and directed by Koganata, based on a short story by Alexander Weinstein. Uh, stars Colin Farrell, Jody Turner-Smith, Malia Emma. Oh, I'm, God, I can't even. I'm not even going to try. Um, Justin H. Min and uh, what's her name? Haley Lou Richardson. Uh, plot synopsis reads, in the near future, a family reckons with questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. Well, let's take a listen to a clip. Yang has been wonderful. And we'd all miss him terribly, but we've been over-reliant on him. We brought Yang to connect Mika to her Chinese heritage, not to raise her. Yeah, but we spent a lot of money on Yang, man. I'm not gonna... I'll feel bad if he does more for Mika than teach her Chinese fun facts. He does a lot more than that, but you're missing the point. What's the point? If we can't fix Yang, we're not gonna buy another sibling for Mika. That would just be... strange. We can't afford it anyway. So we need to be more involved. More than we are now. And not just in raising her and in connecting Mika to our culture and heritage. Like that will be on us. So we need to be ready. Okay, so before we get into general thoughts, gonna do a little quiz, pop quiz. What was my favorite scene? The beginning, the intro. <laughs> Josh, care to guess? Um, your favorite scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and you know what I mean by the intro, right? I know what you mean, but you can be more you okay. can be more descriptive after Josh guesses. I mean, that's what I was gonna guess, like the the competition, I guess, mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> was that your favorite? Nailed it. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. I watched this. I'm like, well, it's an intro. Kyle loves like interesting intros and it's a dance. I'm like, this is it, right? Best scene. It started off strong for him right now. Yeah, I'll I'll get into more detail about it after. But I just wanted to get that out of the way before we go into general thoughts. So uh, what did you guys think of after Yang? I liked it. I did. (laughs) Really saves my voice from having (laughs) the three words every time. (laughs) Three words less. But no, I did enjoy this movie. I knew nothing going in at all about this movie. I thought it looked really good. Mm-hmm. It was a, I mean, honestly, it's a pretty simple story, but at the same time, it brushed against more complex like concepts without actually diving too deep into them. And maybe at some point, I kind of wish it would have went into it more. But in the end, I think... It was almost like a therapy session. A lot of it was explained through like these simple questions that were asked. And then you get a more deeper understanding of each of the characters, but also like the story itself through these just small conversations through most of it, really, because 
not that much really happened. Yeah, I was going to say there's like no, I don't think there's any real spoilers in this. Yeah. I mean, not, if you read the synopsis, it gives you it, everything. I it's mean, the like, name of the movie. Or <laughs> yeah, it's sure. not like you, you find out the AI, dis, uh, you know, dysfunctions after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's not like a reveal. It's fucking, beginning. Yeah, it and happens it, in the, the first. The entire movie is after Yang. That happens that's before the, the title scene. Right, that action is the catalyst for the whole movie. So it's not really like, spoiler to say yeah, that so or anything, that, you know. There's not really. But I thought it was. I guess the ending you could say would, you could spoil the ending. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think it did like nailed everything. I do. I liked the wholesomeness, the warmness of the story. I liked how it was touching on kind of what makes something a being, right? A conscious being and how you treat someone in that way, which, you know, it, it's been done a lot of ways, but I thought this just felt like a natural progression. Like you were kind of getting an idea just like the characters were getting as they moved along. And yeah, it was just a nice heartwarming story that I enjoyed how it looked. I enjoyed how it was, I mean, acting overall, even though it was pretty muted. It felt at times kind of like uh, that one director, I can never, the Greek guy. Lanthimos? Panos? Yorgos yeah. Lanthimos? Or not Pan, Panos or Yorgos? Yorgos. Yeah. Yorgos. Lanthimos. Yeah. Lanthimos. Yeah. Lanthimos. Lobster. Yes. Him. Kind of like almost... Why? Because it has Colin Farrell in it, Jacob. Yes. But no, like just the way they acted, the way they delivered the lines felt. Their new this lines? Weird, yeah, this weird, like kind of deadpan, almost like similar to that at first anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, think it kind of pushed along as naturally the feeling between the characters like I think it was going for, but I do think the connection between Yang and the characters was really well done. And his just character arc overall You could argue he was the connecting yeah. for the family. Yeah, that's true. Not only right. did he connect if you think about it, he was the connecting of the family. Yeah. Right. They That's what yeah, they touch but, on so often is like the husband and wife are kind of like um... They're not like separated. What's the, yeah, right. disconnected. Uh, they don't like parent their own kid very much because that's what Yang does. So like when he's gone, it it reveals those um, that separation Flop between them all. Yeah. Yes, and but the separation I thought was well done. Just the them warming up to each other still felt not as complete as I felt. But I guess that's kind of realistic, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like. Uh, Disney movie or something where it's just going to yeah. be like, uh, so now they're just, you know, are perfect again. Yeah. Just little It moments. takes a long time and it, maybe they didn't get to it by the end, but maybe, you know, they are working towards that in a more natural way. And I just thought it was very interesting, well done movie. And I was in it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I really, um, thoroughly enjoyed, um, <clears throat> after Yang, uh, I don't know anything of from Koganada. Um, this is only I, I think he's only had like yeah, yeah. Columbus is his other one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he's like Madonna. He just has one name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah, I really liked. Um, I really liked the um, the way it looked. It was filmed like very much in my aesthetic. Yeah, I mean the overall aesthetic of the entire movie was super modern. Felt felt like oh my gosh, beautiful house. Felt like set designs <laughs> that Garland would have created, like in, or, a, in like the devs realm. It yeah, felt like Debs, yes, kinda. Yes. Um Garland, super modern, yeah. but 
cut with stone and at first i thought oh like parasite house but yeah but i think this <laughs> was a I little bit Alex more Garland, sci-fi than yeah parasite is i think yeah because obviously it's in the distant like in the near future i guess they are kind of you know we're set in um and did you notice that like it's very peaceful and we always talk about how future peace is like what you know, the, the more advanced we get, the more peaceful we get. Yeah. And, and also, have, I loved it. Like, they're uh, progressive or liberal. <laughs> so they're like, I thought we were, we agreed we weren't doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And they had like fucking. Um, I thought we agreed no surprises. They had grass in their car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was kind of cool. But yeah. Um, they were never driving either. They nope. were all smart cars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the score, I thought, was the main theme. Like, the rest of it kind of rinsed over me at times. Um, but like the main um, score that happens when like the first memory kind of chunk happens, it has like the light piano, mm-hmm. um, and then it comes back a little bit later. Um, but I like that quite a bit. Um, acting at that was very good. Um, and there was which did you know Yang? He was from uh, Wang Fu. I don't know what that means. The YouTube guys. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that that you, someone else had watched Wang Fu. Nope, nope. There's a couple little quirks in this that were kind of weird for me, and I, they might, if you guys know them, they might, it might help, or it might be something simple that I already think about that I'm thinking the, the reason is, but, um, it could just be simple as what I'm thinking, but I don't know if there was a deeper meaning to it, but we'll get into it. Um, but I liked, I almost felt, um, this movie felt very poetic to me, like it felt like I know it's a short story, but it felt almost like a poem. And like Jacob, you said that you, you know, it was like a kind of a therapy session. And I think yeah. the way that it was designed and built and, you know, the the whole kind of vibe and ambiance of the of the movie felt very poetic to me. And um, I, obviously it was intentional because it's a very light scenery. I mean, it's kind of a darker theme, yeah. I guess, but mm-hmm. not a dark theme, but not the, the best of themes, but um yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I'm interested. And I'm I'm definitely interested to watch uh, his other film now. Yeah, I Columbus. also want like Columbus. Yep. Did he? Was he the editor too? He did a yes, lot of he, things. In he was the editor also. Okay, one of most of it I thought was pretty good, but there was the choice in the flashback scenes of like the repeating with like, yeah, that's different what that intonations. was. That was what I was going to bring up. I did not get it. I don't know if that was it. So. <laughs> Like that's what I was gonna get into, but I was gonna wait until Kyle's okay. had his general thoughts and <laughs> yeah. then kind of dove into that. Okay, a little we can bit come more, back more of the specifics and nitpicks, I guess. But yeah, sure, sure. Uh, okay, so I really enjoyed After Gang as well. Um, <clears throat> obviously, had me hooked from the beginning with that opening dance scene, which is absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like, it's so good. One of my favorite scenes, it. probably in the past few years, and definitely will be my favorite scene. Uh, that's going to be tough to beat this year. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, did it, is it better than Nocturnal Animals' opening scene? Probably. No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Because I know that was like one of your. That was one of your <laughs> top. I do love for sure. Well, I love the reason I like the Nocturnal Animals one so much is is shock value. Well, the shock, and I really like the score. I love. I think Nocturnal Animals' score is like incredible, and that's set again. That opening scene is set against the score, which is fantastic. But. Um, I really like the music in this movie as well, and I think the yeah. I I like the changing Which of of families, and it it tells you so much from that one scene, right? That like 
every family is mm-hmm. a family of four. Major probably mm-hmm. uh they are more than likely like one of them is an AI or something like that. So it or one of them or clones. Yeah, or a clone or like, something like that. But it seems it was definitely clones. It seems it, to me obviously. like they're definitely pushing mm-hmm. a an angle of like environmentalism and stuff and then like population control where you know so many like americans would get up in arms about that like oh you know you can't, the government can't govern our body and our choices and stuff like that but at the same time it's like well yeah but if we keep just going at this rate we're gonna die soon anyway so uh it seems like you know a realistic future in that sense where he's like saying you know that each household will be like you know so many people and a lot of people will adopt from huge countries that are like overpopulated already. And that's just like becomes normal. So anyway, besides that stuff, uh, yeah, this movie is so complex with themes, right? Like, and I think I know what you're saying, Jacob, where it's not as satisfying because they don't go in depth on a lot of those themes, but at the same time, it, the story that surrounds it, it covers, like it's able to infuse a lot of those themes without being like, they feel natural. It doesn't feel like a lot of them don't seem forced. They just are like there naturally. So maybe, you know, going into deeper into some of those themes, like it might've actually made it feel more unnatural where, yeah, ultimately it could feel unsatisfying, but I think a rewatch, you could also get more out of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much stuff here. Just uh, memory, um, like even like a past lives slash reincarnation angle, uh, cloning. It doesn't really go into like the efficacy efficacy of it, but cloning just in general, and then like parenting, and they even have like what does it mean to be you know Yang is Yang is an AI, but he's Chinese and he knows like all these Chinese facts, but like is he actually Chinese? you know because he's he's yeah. a robot he's a techno sapien so he's not from yeah and it's almost if you think about it like it's like yeah but he looks asian and it's like oh but that's kind of racist what is it that thing? makes you asian <laughs> but right, like yeah, you can he, be born in china and be white right and then you're still chinese and but that's asian. an interest that's such an interesting thing to think about is like what does it, it is. mean to yeah. be this because people are born in countries all the time and they move to they, Russia's they, asia. there, they could move they could move in their first year of their life and they grow up in a different culture. It's like, well, you know, are they are like, is the daughter Chinese? Like she might've gotten adopted at two months old and she was grown up, you know, she grew up in America. So not, not like taking away from, you know, people's ethnicity and stuff. And it's important to, you know, learn about your roots and in your culture and stuff like that. But it's just an interesting question that's raised. And um, yeah, yeah, back to like the AI thing. Like, yeah. What does it mean to be human? And like, the whole sequence of exploring his memories and and how the, oh the museum God, yeah. curator describes it of like they can only store so much and that I think that's just like obviously that came from the short story but that's such an amazing way to get into all of these other questions it's like okay well why are they choosing to store these certain things or is it by choice is it just like you know, are, is he yeah. just, these things stand out to him and it's just like kind of natural, like it automatically gets stored. And it's, again, <laughs> what does it mean to be AI? What does it mean to be human? Like as humans, you could say to yourself one day, like, okay, there's like, I, I just found $10,000. I'm not going to like, I want to remember where I, where I put it. Let's just say as an example. Right. And like, you're like trying to remember this so hard, 
but like you might remember something else that's completely obsolete or like it doesn't even matter it's just like i remember the color of this car that drove by one day like you don't choose exactly what you remember mm-hmm. right and how exactly. that relates to him and like what his memories and, are and things like that i don't know there's there's a lot to get into here yeah i mean one of my favorite things which is such a complex thing that you really have to pull out as someone watching it is so they're talking it's during the conversation about tea Mm -hmm. and which i love that scene yeah i knew you would Mm -hmm. yeah so like which was kind of weird kind of got weirded out with the glitching yeah i still don't really understand the glitching but we'll get to that (laughs) but like that scene so it shows uh colin farrell's character uh, jake Jake, Jake I should remember <laughs> my own name. How do you not? <laughs> Jake <laughs> Fleming. <laughs> oh my God. Short for Jacob. <laughs> How strong is this witch's hat? No. So, uh, so Jake is starting to get a little bit impassioned, right? Mm-hmm. Which you don't really see a lot of emotion in his character, really. Well, throughout. you can also kind of tell that he has an underlying um, distaste for. AI and clone in yeah. general. Well, and cloning he, is a little bit more advert, ex- but yes, exactly. And he's getting impassioned. He's really enjoying this conversation with Yang, and to the fact that it, to the point where he's like, we, you know, we should get into this together. And they like then they both take the sip, and you hear the roboticness yeah. of him, and that completely changes the situation. And he's like, oh, you know, he's just a robot. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. he can't do it. And then like you see a scene later where. uh uh, when he's starting to look through his memories, right, more, and you see where he's looking at a reflection of himself with a shirt on, yep. and it goes back to the scene that, of the girl he liked, and in the background, the person was wearing that shirt from that concert, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, he does have, like, nostalgia, yep. right? So then he's like, oh. So, like, it kind of goes back to that scene. It's like, oh, no, he is more, and that's him, like, realizing he can go back to a place. He can, like, have nostalgia and then it's like, there's just so much. And it's just like, you pull that all out of this uh, tea conversation because none of this is explicit in what's said, right? Mm-hmm. You Like it never says, oh, I he re- he's nostalgic because he sees the shirt. Mm-hmm. It never says that, but it does say that, right? And the yeah. way it's done and the memories and how everything just unfolds throughout. And it's just, yeah, that is so well yeah. done. I liked, I liked the scene... Um, with a- Ada and Jake in the car, and he, she, like, what they pose a question, like, what is it to be, um, Asian? And he, and then Jake was, or Colin Farrell, Jake was like, um, do you think that he wishes that he was like human? And then she goes, why, why do yeah, we why think it's human? such a human thing to do to think that of other things will all want to be human? It's kind of like it's an like, American thing to do. To yeah, think all their countries. Want I, to be I think American. it was kind of a because I, I think it was kind of a that a little bit, but. Um, yeah, it's like, like why, what, who thinks that a dog wants to be a human? Like, why do we think that we're just this, like, yeah, we are like in, in all like theories or whatever. Like we think that we're, we're super narcissistic about our approach as being human beings because, you know, it's like, oh, we designed this AI, like we created this AI. So humans are better, but it's like, but well, it's eventually, experiencing, but it's experience. So like, yeah, they, that the AI doesn't know the difference between being AI and being human. It's in which he does question even again in that tea scene. he's like, I have all these thoughts. I have all these knowledge about China and tea and all this, but 
I can't be nostalgic or anything about it because I've never been there. Right. Mm. I went from there. Yeah. Oh man. Like the yeah. questions about He's like, I, I wish I was born in China. Like I wish I had memories of being in China, but then it shows in that nostalgia scene that he does have memories from mm. a past time. Right. Mm-hmm. That he can bring into a future and think about fondly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That whole, that whole memory unlock of the, the one that he meets the family and just sees all these little glimpses of little things that like you said, like, why do they store him? But it's, it's just like him looking at a tree and it's just moving ever so nicely. And yeah. It's like, he remembers is, that. Yeah. And, like who cares? But then it's like he did. Cause he's a, like those memories helped Jake realize like what his wife and family means to him because mm-hmm. he I, saw the happiness through the eyes of Yang <laughs> and he saw these experiences through these, like through the eyes of somebody that was just a, a, a fly in the wall, like but a he distant was, stranger that was kind of just he overseas. Cared enough to care about, but it. he cared about their yeah. reactions and he, felt like he was a part of the family and then you know the the camera scene you know when they're taking a picture and he's like come on yang and he just like stared at him and like yeah just, he took a second to remember that yep oh yeah that yeah that's so good those yeah and it it, it helps the uh like, it helps the uh, the wife have an epiphany as well so it's like i mean obviously both of these are like important memories or whatever but again does it did he choose to did he choose to remember that or uh could they have watched, you know, any moment and, and gathered an epiphany from that, right? Like, were they looking for it? Were they seeking that epiphany? Or do you think that moment was, was key to unlocking that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it was just the key. And then he just happened to love that moment. Mm-hmm. Yang, I mean, ended up liking that moment, saving it and them seeing it made them remember. It's like, yeah, that was a good moment. But it was like through because they weren't taking it in, but Yang was. Yeah. 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 It's just a <laughs> lot, right? Yeah. And uh okay, so you want to get to the to the dialogue, to the skipping of or rep- repetition of dialogue? To me, yeah, yeah. When I was watching it, I, I was I was I re actually rewound that a couple times to make sure that I was seeing things correctly, but I think it was delivered there's slight delivery difference. In that, there and to is. Me, yes, and to me it was to me it was about perspective. So like it was That's Yang's perspective thought. and the person delivering its perspective. Yeah, which and would which would so that was them remembering how they thought of the situation, no, yeah. but also the, what, what they were seeing watching it from through, Yang's perspective, right? Because they're watching it in from Yang's memory bank. Yeah. But then and it's then like them remembering also, also at the same time. The moment. Yeah. Or it could and have like certain been things like... stick out, certain lines stick out. So those are the ones that get repeated. That's what I took from it. Yeah. Yeah, because it was always a different delivery. But was right. one was one how Jake remembered it versus Yang, or was That's one how I took it. was one how it was, and then well how it actually happened, and the other was Yang how he perceived that i took it by how yeah one was how they remembered it going and one was how yang saw it but then it's like how do they get his feeling though from watching his memory that's what i'm saying what, it would it, just be what you're saying one yeah like what literal happened. what happened and then versus what they thought had happened or what well what it's yang not the truth isn't necessarily their perspective either like you could say like have you ever said something and it's like oh that's not how i wanted that to come out or whatever yeah like to you you said it a different way i mean it's kind of the same thing like they could be thinking they're saying it one way 
but to him it's being perceived a different way. So when they watch it back, that would be the reality because that's just a, a literal recording of their yeah, recording. expression. Right. Yeah. I liked that touch to it, by the way. Like, I don't, I think that uh, that is yeah, something also that you confused me. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was kind of confusing at first. Like, am I hearing this, this twice? And then you, you pick up that it's a choice and then you can kind of contemplate why that choice is being made after that. But I liked it. And again, this is a movie that I think kind of demands a rewatch to, to really get everything yeah, I mean, that it has to offer. I'm a hundred percent going to rewatch this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hour and a half too. It was pretty quick. It is slow, yeah. but it's, it is. Yeah. 90 minutes. So I mean, I honestly don't even think it was like slow for me. Uh, I, just, those parts I liked a the bit. pacing of it. Yeah. Very honestly. deliberately there was one paced. Part I got a little fatigued, but mm-hmm. then it came right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, it that. is constantly like, uh, I think, re- I think going back to those memories might've been the only time I felt like the pace kind of slowed down. Those are pretty long scenes, but besides that it's, it is moving pretty quickly with, um, there is kind of like an intrigue as to, you know, with the spyware thing and like him trying to fix Yang in the first half of the movie before kind of completely giving up. But that whole like techno sapien museum too, which kind of, I think there's kind of like some logical like questions as to, I know that that's what they say about accessing that stuff is like illegal for, so, so that could be like the first time that anybody's ever, uh, you know, brought this to them or the first that they're learning about it. But well, what they said is kind of seems like the technology would be transparent to me. But what they, what she said though, was that they, all the other ones couldn't record memory. They killed that project. Mm -hmm. And he just happened to be one of those that was the old ones that could do that. Oh, okay. And that's why he was special because they got rid of all the ones that could, record because of privacy concerns which yeah. i thought honestly was also another cool layer there because yeah, i really like how wondering, so I, are the other ones they don't like remember where or like how are they acting like did we strip away their powers of memory just be, to protect our privacy but that you have this being who is remembering and nostalgic and having all these extra things in their life like a real life and now all the other ones are just like AI that can't remember anything. They just react based on the thing that's done and they can't. So they're like, we took away some of what can make them happy. Like these memories, this nostalgia in order for us to feel more secure in our privacy, even though they're like like actually living beings. The realization of how old Yang actually is because they, he says, Oh Yang, he's not that old. Like I've got him basically new. That's what the story told him, but he's actually (laughs) lived like, three generations himself um, with that one girl, you know, her, her original is what they call her, her template or whatever. But I really like that, how he had this whole experience with her and they probably go through some process of wiping, you know, their memory or like that stuff. Like the beta memories. Yeah. Like clearing the cache. <laughs> and, but he well, like, he is able, he's just like drawn to her still. And like, it's this very like almost spiritual thing that they're putting over an AI that's just like again getting to that question of you know what does it even mean to be human or AI or techno sapien whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. was the I think that the you know how he had like three memory drives basically 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that like his three generations that he's lived? Yeah. In? Alpha was his original where right. he lived the full life, which was also kind of crazy to see like the brother age, but he doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, he kind of, after he got to see all these people die. Right. Mm-hmm. And like trying to accept that as an AI. And then he did the next one with the, the chick. Yeah. And then she died. Right. During that was during the other one though, right? She died during the first alpha memories. Because then he just yeah, went think, back to the person who had dementia. No. Were uh, these two separate yeah. lifetimes? <laughs> I'm trying to remember how he goes from the one family to the girl because he meets the No, I think he's still with the family when he meets Okay, the that's the old one. She, so that she dies. Yeah. Yeah. She dies. He gets hit by a drunk driver or something, I'm yeah. assuming. Yep. Yeah. And then then he just goes then it's the rest of the memories are just back with that other family, but then eventually they all are gone. And then that's when he hits beta and beta's like nothing. Yeah. No memories. I'm guessing that's when the company had him, the yeah. that sold him. Brothers or uh, second sibling. Yeah. And then Gamma was Because no, they said they put him in hibernating or they put him to sleep or something. Yeah. But he was also with like another family after that, right? Cause he talked, cause Jake talked to that older lady. That was, wasn't that Ada's aunt the or the clone. the clone that she was based on the original? Wasn't that Yang's ah, first? Okay. Yang was there hanging out with the original. That makes more sense. And then like it that. was, her kid was the second. Yeah. And then Ada's based on the second. That was what the it, clone. Yeah, yeah. Ada's a clone of the girl got killed. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gamma was the new family. Yeah. That's Jake and them. Yeah. What did you think of the um, scene, the family tree scene? Oh yeah, that was uh, I. I like an apple quite. tree. Mm-hmm. Well, he was like saying like, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was Called amazing. Grafting the metaphor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it started uh, in China. <laughs> yeah, I like that scene a lot. Uh, that was the one scene though where I took a note down of like I don't think this little girl is like amazing, and again, she's probably like six or seven in real life, right? But no, she's like she was born in two thousand eleven. Okay. I looked it up. So she's like 10. So she's 10 at least. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and she's Indonesian. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't yeah, think her acting is amazing. Just... Like she has like this weird robotic delivery. And then I was like, I wonder if that was actually intentional because she's getting raised by an AI. By an AI. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I was like, it oh, could be, I like, it could be go either way for me. <laughs> but he is supposed to be like, he a... is supposed to be you know, mostly acting human and stuff. So, but yeah, she just yeah. had like some weird, awkward deliveries. And I was like, but then I wrote it down and I was like, wait, maybe that's actually intentional, which could be kind of cool. But either way, uh, no, <laughs> like, I did like that scene. Let's say it's intentional. So it's cool. <laughs> no, I like, I'd I like think to the, say it's just cool. I think the design, all the production design is amazing and it keeps it low budget, but not feeling too small. Cause like in the background, yeah, you see, they keep moving, right? yeah, you see the city yeah. and like how vast it is and like all like the advanced, how advanced it looks, but like, it's not too in focus, right? You're like, you're focused on them in the garden. Same thing with like the car scenes. Like you never see the exterior of the car. You can just tell that it's yeah. like a pod that's along a track it's or really like a self-driving close. car. Yeah. But it's like, st- and they're always in tunnels. Um, just yeah the way that they keep it they keep it tight and obviously that helps the budget but it doesn't feel like low budget it still feels like a you know yeah. like a very yeah, modern great, sci-fi so. story yeah 
and the cinematographer he's i mean Coconut's first film looks amazing he didn't do the first one but this guy's becoming like one of my favorite cinematographers he did mandy and pieces of a woman also oh nice pieces of woman i could see the see the flair for sure the same kind of style but mm-hmm. um yeah mandy's <laughs> definitely off the well i guess i guess yeah, the early mandy shots of great, mandy. i mean early on in mandy it's very slow and kind of dreamlike which is kind of similar to scenes in this mm-hmm. and i mean but, yeah, I was part of that comes first... down to direction too is like what did cosmatos want yang uh koganata is very like symmetrical like um Kubrickian but also like I feel I, this I've only seen two Terrence Malick films but this feels like a Terrence Malick film also like kind of those two styles combined just like the one shot of it, this scene really stood out the framing of when he's at the museum it's shot through a door but like you're not in that room you're kind of looking into that room but there the characters are always in frame you can always see both of them I thought that was a mm-hmm. interesting shot but that's kind of like how yeah, and- this whole movie is I did have a question. I don't know if um what what it was, but when when Jake was walking with Ada like down through the woods and then she disappeared like behind a tree. Do you remember that? Walking down and she disappeared. They were like walking together having a conversation cuz she that's when he talked started talking to her about how he had met her aunt or whatever that she was and then, like, he went to that old house with all the mirrors, and they started talking about Yang. And then he's talking to Ada, like, walking down in these trees, like, through the forest. And then then it passes a tree, and he just keeps walking, and she's Oh, gone. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. What was, like, was that a, was he actually talking to her, or? I can't remember the specifics around the context of that scene. I just yeah, remember I am sweating the scene. A little. I don't, re- can't remember exactly I what do you're remember about. the scene. I know, yeah, yeah like, I know the scene. talking to her. Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember that exact moment. Huh. Yeah. Maybe we have to. I don't, if you want to revisit it, you better do it soon because my uh, Showtime trial is going to be up here <laughs> soon. <laughs> I, I actually, I think uh, Chris, I had it. So I just watched oh, it. Oh, nice. Here, but, nice. Yeah. You know, I think we did a, we think we did a trial, a month trial for her or whatever. But. Yeah, mine hasn't gone up yet either. Yeah. But Dude, I, way, love doing, I love oh, these oh, trials through Apple because like Apple makes it so yeah, easy it to you cancel yeah. trials. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. You, you just can go cancel it right away. And you get yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. cancel right away. And then it's like, well, I have it for the trial period still. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to worry, don't like, have to they, worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Like companies hinging on you, like forgetting, like that's like a thing in the past now. I feel like <laughs> Apple's like, we're not allowing that. <laughs> yeah. Which is ironic. Unless it's Apple's trials, they do cancel <laughs> right away. Just saying. Yeah. Apple yeah. <laughs> screw you for that though. But uh I did want to add I got a little bit extra that you guys didn't get because my girlfriend is Chinese. So mm-hmm. the scene at the end when she's say, she's speaking Mandarin mm-hmm. and it's probably what you expect would be said, but it says she said kept saying Guga. And I got his so brother or like an endearing term. It's like, yeah, older brother or sister. But Didi is younger brother and Mei Mei is younger sister. Mm-hmm. So she calls her brother Didi and she he calls her Gaga. Gaga. But yeah, but also she just speaks in Mandarin at the end. And mm. what she says, I'm going to paraphrase, I don't remember exactly now. But it was like, um, I love you, brother. I'm so sorry that I said I hate you. Um, and then just 
I miss you so much. And that's basically it. But Yeah, I liked how they didn't translate it. Yeah, mm. but I got it because I have a live translator well, he has, next he has to, to me. Give, yeah, he has to give, um, you know, it's obviously his native language. So No, he's... Oh, Yang's. He's, yeah. No, no, is it no, Koganata. Koganata? No, he's South Korean American. Hmm. Well, he and might be so, able to speak Mandarin. And so is the... So is Yang. <laughs> he's Korean. Justin too. Min. Yeah. The actor? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then she's Indonesian, so none of them speak it. None of them but, are Chinese. But there you go. <laughs> My girlfriend is, and that's what it said. Well, if she's apparently Indonesian, a good Chinese, she was yeah, wait, Mandarin, that's pretty good. Yeah, and apparently it was good enough that <laughs> that my girlfriend completely understood everything she was saying. That's yeah. pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> so maybe she is pretty good at acting. Yeah, could be. Or Go maybe back she to can that, speak uh, Chinese also. The fact that it was intentional. Um, I don't think I have too much else to say on After Yang. What about you guys? Nope. Nope. I think I said everything. All right, cool. Um, Very, very complex. Again, like we touched on, has a lot of themes going on in it. And um, definitely something I want to revisit soon, try to get more out of. But for now, what are you saying out of five stars? For now, I'm going to go with a heavy four, but definitely easy to go up on a rewatch. Yep, same boat. Very, very heavy four. Exact same boat for me. I'm at a heavy four. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. Um, you guys want to move on to some nano reviews? We shall yeah, do that now. Wants to start? I have quite a few, actually. Oh, my God. Just okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Kick it off. No, I don't. Let's, let's hear it. Well, okay. Two of them we can save for my premium because... Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. Do- yeah, yeah, don't don't yeah. don't talk about those. We're getting into those so soon. We're not going to talk about those. But I did uh rewatch Good Time. You said that last episode. Oh, and not Good Time. Okay, then I watched Still Life, which was one I've been wanting to watch for a while. This director anyway. I was going to watch other ones by him, but it's like fucking impossible <laughs> to find his stuff. Like this one wasn't even easy. And it's uh called Still Life, director Jia Zank. Zanke. Mm-hmm. So Gia is supposed to be one of the best working directors today, and I've never seen a single film by him. He's Chinese. He went to school in Beijing, so he's 100% just always there. But he's huge there. He's so big and influential. Like All of his topics are talking about basically things that the Chinese government has done to the people and he's honest, being really honest about these like pretty horrible things that the Chinese government puts on its people. And yeah, he's so influential and his movies are considered so like good that they they even get a, you know, a, they're allowed to happen <laughs> despite that. But it, mm. it is really hard to find his movies outside of China. Now, how'd you find this one? I don't. This one wasn't. This one is on things. <laughs> But other ones, not so easy to find. But it was basically about this. There's a city in China. So what? there was a Three Rivers project. And it's where they combined three rivers in order to... And they dammed off different areas that would allow for a hydroelectric, basically, dam to be created in order to 
provide power to Shanghai, which, you know, big, very important city for China. But China, unlike, you know, some other places, just like, we're going to do this and fuck whoever it happens to harm. So literally the people in the city, their city is going to be underwater. Like the dam's going to raise the water and their city will be underwater. It's a 2000 year old city. And they're like, by May, like they draw on like the buildings and stuff. It shows like they paint. This is where the water level will be at this month. This is where the water level will be at this month. And like, it's above the buildings at one point, like their, their whole home town is going to be underwater. Jesus. And (laughs) so it's just going on the story of like these two people are going back to visit their spouses in the city that's slowly being consumed by water. Inevitably it will be underwater and just it's filmed in a way that makes it feel very documentary. Like even though it's a movie, it's not a documentary, but I would be very interested in seeing what you guys would think about this. I think one of the reasons I loved it so much is because again, my girlfriend is from around this area. She had friends who lived like a friend who lived in the city and that is now just underwater. So just hearing like her perspective and how accurate this is and just being able to be a part of this culture and this life, which I have very little exposure to Mm. is it was pretty incredible. And it's a long, it's not actually, this one isn't too long, 108 minutes. And I can't guarantee, like, I can't recommend it enough. Just, it was so fresh and new and so well done and so well shot. Obviously it's hard to comment on the acting, but it felt like real life. <laughs> and coming from her, it was extremely accurate to the people of this area, which is her people. So, and it's basically just going through those lives and just seeing this destruction and how the people handle this kind of like destruction and death sentence. They're basically just told, all right, we're definitely going to give you money and a place to stay, even though we're destroying your city. And they just never did that. So these people just got displaced and moved all over the country and had to just make their way as their city was slowly flooded. Jesus. Yeah. So looks like it's on looks like you can see a decent amount of this on canopy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like three or four movies. on. Well, canopy. that's good. I'm and gonna... there's his newest ones on prime yep. too. Check it out for sure. Yeah. Well, I gave this one a four and a half. I, it's was incredible. I can't wait to watch more of his. Sweet. Um, I only have one. So I don't know if you have a couple. I mean, I do have two more. So um, I've only got two and I will talk about them in conjunction. So go ahead, Josh. All right. I'll just go real quick. Um, uh, another horror movie. I got watched a horror comedy uh, known as Vicious Fun. Um, uh, set in the eighties. So obviously I'm going to like it a little bit, <laughs> uh, horror comedy in the eighties. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exactly what it was. It's, it's a fun campy type of movie. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about like, um, this, this like stunt, he stumbles into like the secret underground faction of killers that are like these serial killers that, um, you know, operate and they like meet, have these like kind of like AA meetings for each other, like support groups, but um, 
they're like obviously these serial killers and all of them have their own you know unique killing style and unique um perspective on killing why they kill and whatever but um you know it's just a, it's a stupid stupid movie with you know it's not going to be anything groundbreaking but um it was enjoyable there's uh these two cops that were that were pretty much the funniest part of the movie i mean there were some chuckling parts for sure um but um these the two cops were pretty hilarious in it um and just an overall like I, it's like i said it's not gonna blow you away with comedy or anything crazy but um i had fun with it and had some cool 80s synth and 80s um vibe to it some throwbacks and an odes too and um yeah so i ended up giving that a three star jacob cool. go. jacob you want to go and then i'll go after you yeah uh i finally got around to watching red rocket yes it was available and it's awesome i mean sean baker is like crazy good i love his power to just take something so nonsensical and just stupid i don't know i want to see how he like promotes these to like when he's trying to get people to give him money for to make these <laughs> man maybe he doesn't have to as hard anymore but i, just I mean saw, yeah they're so pretty I'm usually making, they're pretty low budget movies so. yeah i'm making this movie about a retired porn star who falls in love with this girl who's barely of age and it's like what <laughs> All right, here's your money. Make the movie. He's like, I need $10. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it was just so good. And it's another one that just leans more into his style of making these movies with a bunch of people that feel like they could be real people. And no one's perfect. No one's like evil. No one's good. It's just life. It's just their life, and then you watch it unfold. But at the same well, time, evil it's like a strong hilarious. word, but you, you're definitely not uh, supposed to agree with our, your, the protagonist oh, yeah. or the main character. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. But at the same time, he's, he's a flawed human, but it's not like he's right. necessarily just like a villain or something, right? He's just... Exactly. He is trying to do what it is for him to get where he wants to be, and he's just a flawed human he's not a good guy but he's not like evil right yeah and i mean everyone involved in this movie is just it's hilarious i think this is one of the funniest ones i don't know i definitely uh yeah i would say so out of his stuff i definitely laughed quite a bit and Mm -hmm. i mean yeah he's put in these like ridiculous situations that end up being really funny (laughs) yeah it's just so tight and so well structured and just enjoyable ride that you're just excited for whatever comes next even though like this is such a small story with no real like weight or outcomes to it but it's yeah just the stakes are pretty low way. yeah like no stakes in this but even though there's so many big things involved i don't know it's just it's hard to explain what i love about his movies so much but i love them so much all right jacob let's cut through the bullshit the ending what did we think what does it mean okay settle the debate is this so spoiler heavy? it definitely for me was is not this a spoiler Pff, i mean it uh, doesn't matter no no <laughs> it really doesn't matter 
for me, it was definitely a fantasy. Mm-hmm. I do not think what he saw happened. But I don't, I feel like it's very open on whether like they actually left to go to California or not. Mm-hmm. I think maybe in reality they met and he and she probably decided, oh, you have no money and, you know, a garbage bag full of your belongings. Obviously, I don't believe you anymore. Or it could have went where she's still infatuated and just a young, you know, young and dumb like we all are and believes in this guy. But she'll have to do drive and do everything. But, yeah, I don't think what he saw at the end was reality. Mm-hmm. I think that was Interesting. like a fantasy of how like a cheap. Like how a porn starts, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yes, the literal. Yeah, because obviously she, that's not happening. Like the, you know, p- playful, like grinding on the door or like that pose that she strikes against the door. Yeah, like, that's like so over the top. It's not that's kind of obvious that it's not real. But like his look, I think what we were saying is like, is does he have does he have regret? Is he like looking at is he like visualizing it saying no i'm not gonna go through with this or like like yes like let's i'm gonna go walk up to the door and try to and try try to get her to come i think it probably because there's a very specific look of the last shot like of his face like what is that like what is emotion is he portraying there (laughs) i think that yes he was going to go attempt it still because just based on his character Mm -hmm. and I mean, he is so good at talking and let, just get in lying, right? Most yeah, he's a total narcissist. Like the entire movie, that's yeah. what he is. Yeah. So he's for me. I think that he will, based on his character, try, and whether it will actually succeed or not, probably not. For but I do think he would actually go and try at least. And he's like, that's his way. He's like, yeah, all that shit just happened to me, but. I but he's just like all right but I still got my golden ticket here yeah because he's always like he gets like he literally gets uh to Texas City with nothing and he's like you know I'm I'm on the upswing still <laughs> like his mind that's yeah. like always what he thinks he always thinks like things are turning around for him when like they aren't <laughs> they yeah, never I love are that. yeah I love that like character aspect to him because that's what a fucking narcissist would do he's like yeah I got this under control things are things are on the upswing. <laughs> not at all <laughs> but it, things just kind of have worked out for him right through it all i mean yeah i, I kind I mean, of <laughs> until the end yeah it didn't work so well in the end there but throughout 95 90 that's the cycle of his life is like he like yeah. things start to go his way and then he fucks it up and then like he gets back gets you know knocked back down to you know rock bottom and then he builds it up and then you know but it you never stops him how, from yeah you can see how it's it. cyclical because he he shows up in like the first conversation he has with his his uh, ex wife is like, um, you know, she's like, oh, I'm not doing this again. So like he has been there before asking for help, you know, just the yeah. way that it's written, you know that. So yeah, yeah, I love that movie. I definitely want to rewatch it as soon as it's out on uh, Blu-ray or 4K or whatever. So are you saying you agree with what I thought the ending was? Yes, from what I from what I remember, yeah. Cause I think that's in line with his character. Like, I don't think he would, I don't think he would go up 
you would show just like have like, remorse yeah. and then like turn around and and not attempt it i think his character is like very much he, like yeah yeah i'm gonna attempt this yeah exactly okay yeah okay uh you want to say what you gave it rated it oh i gave it a four and a half beautiful Okay, so I have two movies. Um, we were browsing uh, HBO Max the other night. I asked Alyssa if she ever seen Speed, and she said no. And I was like, oh, shit, it's been like oh, a, long shit, time. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I like, got to rewatch Speed. Uh, so, yeah, we watched Speed from 1994, directed by Jan de And uh, Speed is just like super stupid, but super fun. And I think that's obviously what its intention is. Um, tons of like <laughs> logical and like plot issues like the the you know what it's about right the yeah, guy yeah. holds the the, the bus yeah. hostage for money and he's like like 52 miles an hour yeah they can't go below that 50, yeah they can't go below 55 or else the, the, the bus, bus will blow outside and he's asking for <laughs> yeah. you know ransom money because he was gypped out of his pension he's like a cop that got fucked but he's asking for like three million dollars <laughs> by the end of the movie destruction and all uh, it probably had been i would say a couple hundred million dollars of like city destruction right they blow up an entire yeah. boeing 757 they destroy the subway system and just all of the cars and wreckage that they like hit and like street signs and all that shit that they run over like all in all i guarantee it's hundreds of millions of dollars of damage and this guy only wanted like three million dollars i thought that was so funny by the <laughs> end like <laughs> Just the, the whole premise is yeah, like, yeah. The whole thing is like so. This guy, they're trying to like stop him from <laughs> getting this money or whatever, but they <laughs> destroy fucking half of L.A. It's so funny, but it is a lot of fun. You know, this is back when Keanu is not very good. Like his acting, he he is like a he's a charming like likable protagonist, but yeah, it's just it's kind of dumb and the writing is kind of bad. But you're there for other reasons, you know. Besides that, um. And so I watched Speed 1 and then I was talking to Chelsea, Travis's fiance, and she was like, oh, you have to watch Speed 2. I like remember, I have like so much nostalgia from it uh, from my childhood. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen Speed 2, so it's on HBO Max. I'll watch it. And I started it and um, I, this movie has like a lot of history as being one of the worst movies like ever made. Right. And I was watching it and I was like, it's you know, this isn't that bad. It's, it's kind of in line with the first one. Like the writing is cheesy. There's a lot of like corny moments, but it's, you know, it's fine. And then by the end of it, I was like, I honestly, I don't know why each scene is there. Like going from scene to scene, it's just so <laughs> unstructured. And like, why did this happen? I don't even know what his motivations are. Like, it's so dumb. And this was 97, uh, this was like right around when CGI became practical to use in movies. And um, we'll talk about that also when we do our Batman premium, because Batman Forever came out in 1995. Uh, there is some terrible like effects in CG in this movie, and it looks so bad. But again, this guy wants so much money, and the things that they do in this movie, like they destroy a whole port town a cruise liner like a tanker gets blown up it's insane and this one doesn't have keanu so it's missing a lot of that like charm because the guy in this is like fucking a wood plank jason patrick he's terrible no charisma at all and uh yeah i think this one is more like cheesy and corny i don't know it's kind of supposed to play into that 
I could go between like a one and a and a one and a half, but it's nothing like the first one, and it it makes a lot less sense. I don't know, just the the whole scene, like they the thing about the first speed that makes it so great is like Keanu and Sandra Bullock together, like they're back and forth and stuff. And in this one, there's so many scenes that they split them apart, like for no reason. Like that's what you're kind of wanting to. That's like part of the charm of the first one is the banter between the two and there's that's just completely void from this movie so uh yeah again i could go between like a one and a one and a half i gave it a one for now and the original speed i gave a three and a half so i definitely recommend the first one and uh it's missing obviously he dies in the first one but um uh jeff um fuck what's his name oh come on help me out dumb and dumber <laughs> i can't jeff, think of it uh... jeff daniels Jeff Daniels yeah, is the first one. Preachers. And that's like a big part of the first one too, is like him and Keanu and yeah, I don't know. Directed by the same guy though. I mean it's he did both of them, so Yeah, Jan de Bon. Yeah. De bon. I was looking, he did Twister, he did fucking Yeah, I mean haunting. Twister's not bad either. He definitely has like a style, but um yeah, I don't think he's done anything in a long time. He yeah, got Tomb canceled. Raider. Oh, that was probably it. Tomb Raider it probably ended his career. <laughs> People say that movie yeah. is like so bad. He did that. That's the or wait, is Cradle of Life? Yeah, Cradle of Life is the sequel, isn't it? Yes. Anyway, I think so okay. Uh, yeah, first one great. Second one terrible. Jacob. Jacob. All right. Bring us home. So I'll just do these two kind of together i watched uh how to train your dragon how you train your dragon 2 i had seen the first one i'd never seen the second one but i had heard the second one was better than the first one. Oh, here we I go i don't agree with that thank you <laughs> i heard the same thing and i watched i think i watched all three of them yes i think the first one is the best one <laughs> yeah i i thought the first one was really good actually it is funny to see the cgi quality from the first to the second one though the second one definitely looks mm. quite a bit better but i i just don't think it was as well done as the first one <laughs> but one of the most confusing things of the of both movies though why do vikings have scottish accents <laughs> uh because that then you can cast Gerard Butler and he doesn't have to do an accent he can just be himself <laughs> there we go but fun movies overall i i think they had good messages. I thought they were well done. They're not going to beat my favorite Pixar movies or anything, but I think they they hold up, especially the first one holds up pretty well. Yeah, I like the first one. I kind of hate the second one. I'm remembering yeah, it. I just saw you. Like, I, <laughs> I do not like yeah. the movie. I, I thought it was still pretty good. Uh, I hey, a lot of people think but, that, and they some people say it's better. Uh, but I, from going from one to two, I, I was like, "Oh, this is brutal." Anyway, yeah, I definitely do not think it's better, but I did enjoy it still. But I gave the first one three and a half, the second one a three. All right. That's it. I did want to just touch on mm-hmm. one one thing real quick. Chris and I finally finished the Lord of the Rings trilogy. She yeah. finally got to see it. That was the first viewing. For so we know what you like think that. of them. We need her thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never her heard fresh thoughts on it. Are in line with your guys. I Seriously. Think she liked Fellowship the most. 
Nice. And then Return of the King and then Two Towers. Yep. She like Borderline didn't really like Two Towers that much. But hmm. she loved the one and three. I was like, that's kind of funny because I remember my first viewing, I loved the second one like the most. And then yeah. like subsequent viewings, it's when I was gone younger, down and down and down. Third was my favorite. Even I think even on my premium, I thought the second one was still better than the first. But I think in this viewing, it it's might have got. I mean, bumped. they're all amazing. But right, you know what's I mean, funny about that trilogy is honestly is like, like we we do like debate all the time and and talk shit and stuff. But no matter what one of those people say is like their favorite, you could like yeah, I, you know, I could see that. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what one you choose as your favorite; they're all the correct choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, so now we're uh, going to move on to the Dark Knight trilogy because she's hasn't seen that. My so. God. She's in wow. She's in store for... She's lucky that she gets to see these with fresh eyes for the um, first time, but when also... You're done, and when you're done with the Dark Knight trilogy, them. you're giving those to me because uh, Alyssa has never seen the Dark Knight either. Okay, Seriously? yep, they're all 4K. I just bought yep. the 4K Ultra, so... Yeah, I know. I mean, I have the trilogy on Blu-ray, but it's like, if I have the 4K, why not watch the 4K? <laughs> yep, yep. So... For sure. You going to get around to Lamb soon? I know. I was going to watch it. This, I th- I'm going to watch it this week for sure. Cool, cool. I was, yeah, was going to watch it like this past week, but then I just ended up. Doing well, definitely prioritize the Batman stuff. movies, but uh, I only have one more to go. So got to get those in. Gotta okay. Yeah. So wanted to do a quick little cummer dumb here. Have you guys watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer yet? I did I not. not. Yeah. Okay. I do you want to watch it or do you want to go spoiler free? Or like, are you I, gonna watch it? No, I. I mean, it's a two-minute I mean, trailer. Is it, I'll watch it. Right, I'll watch the trailer right now. All I don't right. care about spoilers or anything at all in these. <laughs> so, all right. I don't know because I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like almost fully off the star wars train i'm not but i haven't watched any of the other thing i've watched mandalorian but i haven't watched any of the other shows i think there's at least one more all right What's so after the man? well, mando's still going mm-hmm. yeah. all right so you guys know. just watched the obi-wan kenobi trailer for the first time i just watched it for the first time today as well um initial thoughts and impressions i do have well let me give you a little bit of info also uh it is the return of hayden christensen is i guess gonna play darth vader again so he'll be back like as reprising that role and this is obviously set this is more following the movies right it's uh kind of reminds me of rogue one where it's playing that like middle ground of uh before a new hope and after episode three and just being in that like specific timeline immediately makes it a little bit more interesting. I'm not saying like I'm gonna rush out to watch it. I generally avoid Disney and TV shows altogether, but I will say I'm intrigued because it is leading up to a new hope and I don't know, it just feels more like kind of in line with the movies, I guess. Like the movies that I actually enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, I am definitely interested also because just nostalgia alone at being a kid when the original three came out, like I know they're not good, but the there are three. people like arguing that 
they actually are good, but they weren't. No, they're not good. It's like you can have n- just admit you have nostalgia for them. I do too, but they're not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I have heard though, if you watch like all the because they've expanded the original three like crazy since with Clone Wars and such. I heard Rebel. knowing all that knowledge, yeah, with Rebels and Clone Wars and the all the other whatever side spinoffs, the original three actually is pretty good. But they just had to add, you know, a what, how many, three decades worth of stuff since then? I don't know how many decades it's been since the original ones came out. 70. No, I mean, one, two, and three came out in 2000. 1999. So I think it it wrapped in 2006, wasn't it? Or, yeah, six, about two years in between each one. 2006. 2005 was the third one. There you go. Yeah, so like two decades since those came out. Of worth of extra stuff they've added to them apparently made them better, but that still doesn't mean those movies are good. But I do yeah. have nostalgia for them seeing Hayden Christensen uh, reprise his role as well as uh, McGregor. Well, speaking of nostalgia, how much how much was that score giving you the feels? I mean, putting Duel of the it Fates did. over a trailer, put yeah. Duel of the Fates over any trailer, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Put. But Duel of the Fates over Cry Macho trailer, and it's like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Yeah. So I probably will watch this one just because I'm, I mean, just them alone being in this makes me interested in wanting to watch it. Yeah. Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, I think is awesome. So yeah, I, I just want to see him back mm-hmm. as these roles. But, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, really, I am I don't definitely say that, the Disney skeptic and TV show hater, but I'm kind of interested in it. So we'll see. We will see. So come then. I, I, yeah. gotta, I gotta go come, honestly. Yeah. Just nostalgia alone. I mean, yeah, we grew up with those those original prequels, and yeah, they're bad. Was, but like, this is our trilogy, is, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much nostalgia just baked into it. Like, gotta watch it. Well, one of the theories on it is like, which I don't agree with this <laughs> right off the bat. I think the original trilogy actually is good, but it's that. The people who loved the original trilogy hated the prequels as they got older. You know, when they were kids for the original, they were, mm-hmm. you know, older when the next prequel, the prequels came out. So they hated it. And then we loved the prequels because we were kids at that time. And now we hate the new ones. <laughs> and it's like, so like, I haven't seen the kids I've these times are going to love the new ones. And then. You know, when the next trilogy comes out, then all of a sudden they're going to be like, yeah, those ones were way better than the new trilogy. Yeah, I haven't seen Rogue One, Force Awakens, or Last Jedi. I mean, part of it is like, yeah, you do, you need to separate fandom and like nostalgia and stuff because, yeah, the prequels just are not very well made and the new ones have a lot of problems as well. Like the first one, I mean, they are well made, the first one and the second one, like the third one I think is terrible but the thir- the new one is i think especially has like the biggest roller coaster of quality whereas like the original is pretty consistent up until the third and the prequels are all pretty much bad <laughs> yeah so yeah like if i take a step back i think the original three were like overall good one two like, three or four five six four five four, six, five, six. Four and five great amazing and i i love jedi too but that one has the highest letterbox yeah of all of them that was my favorite well, growing that, up it's tied with 
My favorite mm-hmm. was Return of Jedi growing up. And then when I got older, New Hope became my favorite. Kind of like Fellowship, Wait, I guess. You, I loved Return of Jedi. You said Return of the Jedi has the highest letterbox of, of the original? I would say second Empire highest. probably does. Isn't it? Oh, no. It's okay, lost. I was going to say, there's no way. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, that <laughs> was my favorite Empire growing up. And New Empire's Hope became highest. my favorite later. But then, the but... Yeah, the prequels, they're not good. <laughs> they're, I remember rewatching those. It's been a while now, but even then, but without my critical eye, mm. I thought that I'm like, wow, these are embarrassed. The writing between characters like speaking. I didn't think Woo. Revenge of the Sith was that bad. I don't. Now I don't remember. But one or two are bad. Details, but yeah, it might be. Yeah. The, I the lost the patterns are seen in one. Going to have to. Uh, gonna have to yeah, go maybe we need to do Star Wars premium for the uh, that would be really easy for four, five, and six. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. It's biggest news out this week. So um, next week, um, R.I.P. William Hurt. By the way, Bill Hurt yeah. died today. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, next week, I'm thinking X. I know that Jake Josh probably wants to watch that. Oh yeah, I don't Ty know Wesley film, baby. I don't, I hope it's going to be available in Jackson though. I know for sure I'm going to have it, but if it's not like, are you guys willing to seek it out? Well, I will be gone this weekend. So, okay. Maybe we can I'm fill gonna already Jacob. be in Vegas. So starting this weekend. Okay. Friday. Yeah. Friday okay. I'm leaving. So I'll already be there. Uh, okay, cool. Well, Josh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll it figure it out. But, um, we are thinking much X. X, so okay. All right, so next week X, and uh, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail uh, Follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. Drop us a rating or review. I know we don't say that every show, but definitely helps. Uh, you can follow me on Untapped and Letterboxed at the KG Project. I'm on both of those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thank you.